Welcome to Gold Coast Insider, where we bring you business insights, stories, opportunities, and forecasts from movers and shakers across the Gold Coast region. I'm your host, Estella Rodigiro, CEO of Regional Development Australia, Gold Coast. Good morning and welcome to the first ever Gold Coast Insider podcast. And it's my pleasure to introduce to you Dan Barr. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Estella. It's my pleasure to be here. Dan leads a consultancy called Better Cities Group. It's a collaboration of leading city shaping consultants that work throughout Australia to drive economic revitalisation and create great places to live. In this role, Dan is commonly sought after to lead a response to complex projects for both the public and private sector. So, Dan, what attracted you to the Gold Coast? Uh, yeah, so 20 years ago, I was living in London and I met my future wife. Uh, we were trying to work out where to where we should come back to in Australia. And I'd, I'd lived in Australia in different parts of the country previously and the sunny Gold Coast uh, won out. Uh, and I haven't, um, not one day has, uh, have I regretted that decision. And over the over that 20 years, it's been absolutely fascinating to see how the city has grown um, and become more mature, but still retain uh, the livability of, of what makes it so attractive to, to people who live here. What is What are you passionate about? Like, what is it about um, your lifestyle here, I guess, that, that, that makes this the ideal place to work and live? Yeah, look, I, look I, to be honest, I think it's kind of unparalleled um, in, the con- in the country that you can have uh, be close to the beach, be close to, um, well, you know, the, the green of the hinterland, uh, the canals of the Gold Coast. So from a, a livability perspective, it's it's incredible. But you've also got three universities, um, excellent schools, uh, and, and increasingly you've got just great opportunity around employment, um, which continues to grow and grow and grow. So for me, that's the... Uh, the combination of things that I, I believe the city is just going to continue to attract more and more people, as we're seeing every day, um, because of the combination of lifestyle and employment opportunity that you probably just you can't really get anywhere else. Um, I suppose the other part of that is that it's got a really entrepreneurial spirit, the Gold Coast. Um, unlike so, it's the sixth biggest city in the in the country, but unlike the other six cities, has a very low amount of government jobs. Um, it has a lot of small business on the Gold Coast and and people who come here or live here um, have, have got a real focus on on building new things, being innovative, starting new businesses. Um, and for me, I find that that uh, connection between innovation and lifestyle really, really interesting. Just step back a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your business. Tell us a little bit about Better Cities. Sure. So I, uh, I yeah, as you said at the start, I worked on the uh, Gold Coast 2018 Commonwealth Games, which was an incredible experience. Um, and then after that, uh, myself and a couple of others uh, decided that we would start a consultancy, and that it should be a multidisciplinary consultancy because what we didn't want to do is look look at um, wicked problems that you know urban problems that we have in in cities and towns just through the lens of one profession, whether it be through planning, design, economics. Um, we wanted to make sure that we had a holistic approach um, to our consultancy, uh, which is why we've got urban designers, economists, engineers, um, et cetera, all working collaboratively 
um, to respond to different projects around the place. Oh, brilliant. From your perspective and given you've got a wealth of knowledge and your wealth of expertise behind you in, in, in your consultancy, what do you see as the opportunities for the Gold Coast moving forward? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a really good question. I think uh, over the last, what do we talk, 15 years now, there's been a really strong push within the city to diversify the economy. Um, you know, we saw that uh, the global financial crisis in 2008 hit the city hard, um, largely because at the time it was really heavily dependent on um, sectors like construction and tourism. And, and when they when they got hit, as they did with COVID as well, um, the city really hurt. And so the part of the big strategy by all levels of government was to continue to grow other sectors. Um, and, and so we've seen that over the last 10, 15 years to the point where um, we've got significant opportunities in sectors like, uh, so not just tourism and construction, which are the traditional sectors, but things like space, marine, uh, advanced manufacturing, which has continued to grow again since the pandemic, biomedical, film and sport. Uh, so I think that as the city grows, I think we're about 700,000 people now, we'll the city's uh, economy will continue to diversify and mature. And I think that's really, really exciting. And like I said, it's it's the kind of city which where people are attracted to come and start businesses um, and uh, grow them from scratch. I think, as we said before, the lifestyle opportunity on the Gold Coast is a, is an enormous attraction to people who uh, either live here or want to live here. And we'll talk about challenges, but certainly retaining that um, the lifestyle is going to be is going to be critical. Um, there's a really strong focus on education and research, which I think people would find quite, uh, would, would would not necessarily be aware of. We, like I said, we've got three universities. Uh, they've all got really strong research functions and really strong connections into the community. One of the big opportunities, I think, for the Gold Coast, which is, does go unrecognised because it's always been the case, is that the city has got strong governance from a local government, state government, federal government perspective. So it has one local government, which which the second biggest local government after Brisbane City in the Southern Hemisphere, which provides a, a real sense of stability uh, and it provides a really good platform to work closely with the state and the federal government on big city building projects like light rail, as we've seen over uh, the last 10, 15 years. Mm. And I think, again, one of the other things that goes unnoticed is the city has really strong and passionate leaders, uh, both in the private and public sector, and for the most part, they're quite aligned, not not necessarily on what we should be doing, but certainly they're quite passionate about trying to make the Gold Coast uh, the best place it can be. And I think that that's, again, something that goes unrecognised, but I think it's important to point out in terms of opportunities for the city. Yeah, I totally agree. That rapid growth doesn't come without um, some challenges. And so um, do you want to... You know what? What are the challenges that you've seen, or you're seeing, that has um, that we need to be conscious of? Well, look, I think the biggest one is trying to deal with the success that the city has had in attracting new people to the city, and we're seeing that in a number of ways. We're seeing it. We're seeing it play out in a lack of affordability, uh, which is a really complex issue and something that uh, is going to affect the economy and 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 the community. Uh, but that that affordability is in in many respects affected by the supply of land. So 
Gold Coast has got it had a really strong, and I think it's obviously my, in my view is it's the correct strategy um, to push for infill development uh, within the existing uh, areas of the city and and try and constrain greenfield supply. Um, whether or not the market sees the opportunity to to do that is is will be uh, probably play out over the next few years. But the, continu the continued sprawl uh, northwest and south. Uh, probably needs to be constrained, and we need to push harder for density in in the uh, in the middle of the city. So managing that, I think the theory is great. It's how we put it into practice is going to be the difficult part. Uh, I think the I think the connection to Brisbane is is a challenge. Uh, we've got projects like uh, Pacific Highway upgrades. We've got the Coomera Connector coming on at some stage, which provides another road link uh, to Brisbane. And we've got um, a rail line, which will find its way. But in, in my view, I think that we need bigger thought around how we connect into the state's capital uh, so that we can provide uh, that ability to get there quickly and potentially without the motor vehicle. So I don't know what the answer to that, but I, I suspect that that is a, a huge issue at a regional perspective. Obviously, transport is, I think if you spoke to any local uh, who's been here longer than 10 years, I think that they would all recognise that transport is an issue. Uh, the ability to try and get around the city without a vehicle is difficult. Uh, there's been some great inroads with uh, light rail and bus connectivity, but I would suggest that transport will continue to be uh, one of the hot topics over the next uh, five, 10 years and, and how we, again, it's a critical part of, of people moving here and, and, and being able to get around. And the other part, I think the challenge, uh, really big challenge is workforce shortage. Affordability mm. is a critical part of that. I think that a lot of the coastal cities, Noosa, Sunshine Coast, et cetera, are all struggling with how, how to, uh, enable people of all incomes um, to be able to live and work on the Gold Coast. Uh, and I think that we need to have some uh, really strong conversations, both the public and private sector, about how we how we do that going forward. Through the Gold Coast RJC, we're looking at solutions which could alleviate some of the issues. Do you want to talk us through what uh, what we're up to with the RJC as well? Yeah, sure. The RJC, which you chair excellently, in my view, has been a really important part of the uh, the Gold Coast governance structure, I suppose, in terms of getting key leaders from the private sector and the public sector and the education sector all in the same room working on employment and workforce issues. So, again, like as you as you pointed out, like a lots of parts of the country um, and, and heavily interrupted by COVID-19, workforce shortages are occurring on the Gold Coast in nearly every sector. And there's a, for a myriad of reasons, affordability being one of them. Uh, over a few years, we've done, we've done a lot of projects around different sectors. And I think one of the key things is identifying that uh, students um, and job seekers are struggling to understand what the opportunities might be in their hometown. And I think traditionally, Local Gold Coasters will tell you that people have traditionally uh, potentially done the university here and then moved away uh, or they've done a trade and moved away for other experiences before potentially coming back later in life. And I think that that is changing. I think that uh, we're seeing uh, local Gold Coasters uh, do whatever training, uh, upskilling, tr study that they're doing, and then they've been able to find employment in, in whatever sector it is. So one of the 
and, and after the conversations that we've had with various sectors and, and like marine and manufacturing, et cetera, one of the things that we're trying to push through the Regional Jobs Committee is the opportunity for uh, local school leavers or local students to uh, have better knowledge of the really exciting opportunities that there are on the Gold Coast. So one of the things that we're doing is the development of the app called the Be Ready app, um, which will use an existing platform uh, developed by the amazing women in construction uh, who have used it for the construction sector. Uh, and we are piloting uh, new employment opportunities associated with the space and the marine sector, uh, which is obviously pretty exciting. And we'll be looking to expand that over the next few years into different sectors like health. So it means that students and their parents will be able to use an app to better understand uh, the job opportunities on the Gold Coast right now and to be able to connect with uh, local companies as well. So it'll have information like position description, the types of skills that they might have, the, the types of training that they might be expected, including uh, a starting salary as well. So moving forward, let's look at the, let's look, do some prediction over the future. What would you like to see happen on the Gold Coast? What do you see as an emerging trends, which we should, if we're not talking about it, we should be talking about it. And where are those opportunities, Dan? Yeah, well... Yeah, forecasting. Well, look, I think, I mean, probably the best way to frame that is in the time frame of the Olympics. So uh, we're nine years now. Uh, it's a big, it's a huge opportunity uh, for the city of the Gold Coast, which I think everyone recognises. Uh, but my feeling is that the local Gold Coasters aren't truly engaged in the process yet, nor have they really been engaged in what, how big an opportunity it could be for the entire region. Uh, so some of the work, we've done some work with councils uh, in SEQ around uh, what that might look like and further afield. Probably one of the first things we talk about is that really the eyes of the world will be on once, so LA is 2028, once LA is finished, the eyes of the world turn to southeast Queensland. And it might, won't necessarily be, I don't think people are going to really draw the distinction between, um, you know, South Brisbane and the Gold Coast. So I think that they'll be focused on the region. Um, if I if I was looking around what that means, it, it really means, well, how does the Gold Coast make the most out of all of the eyeballs that we'll have, all of the commercial investment uh, that we will have, all of the investment that will be dragged up from the southern states and, and from the rest of the country? Um, how do we make the most of that? So if I think about what the Gold Coast is in, in the future, I, I think that we've obviously got a far, far more mature internal public transport network. Uh, I think that we're going to have far greater density along that uh, public transport um, connection. And I think that we need to find far improved ways of us being able to travel from uh, the Gold Coast to Brisbane and onto the Sunshine Coast. And, and if that was the legacy of uh, the Olympics, that would be fantastic. Now, if you think and then more specifically, you think about, well, what, what do we want as a city to be able to, if we, if in 2033 and 2043, which of the sectors in the city do we want to have grown? I mean, of, you would suspect it would be obviously high performance sport for which ourselves and Brisbane have already got, and Sunshine Coast have already got quite a, uh, a strong reputation. Things like film uh, would also be in that bracket. 
But also, and I think that this is something that's, that can also be under-recognised, is that the GC20, GC2018 completely accelerated the city's cultural offering. Without GC2018, there is no hotter. Um, we wouldn't have the depth of cultural activities that the city currently has, and that was a direct link to GC2018. So, again, what will the Olympics mean in terms of uh, the cultural offering that you would see from 2028 and onwards um, for the city? I think if you are serious about absolutely using the Olympics as a catalyst uh, for making the city an even better city, you need to consolidate actual commercial activities and government activities in Southport, if that's if that's SCBD, uh, and that includes council offices and includes state government, federal government offices, and all the ancillary businesses that go with that. And we push really hard to have the level of uh, activity, both social and commercial activity, in the CBD. That would be an incredible legacy uh, of of the games as well. And I think we've you know there's always been a strong focus on the integration between the Gold Coast and Brisbane, but I think increasingly we're going to have to think deeply about the integration between the Gold Coast and uh, and the Tweed and the Northern Rivers. What does that look like at the moment? That that border, even though it's it's just a line on a map, uh, it is it does does disconnect the two, the two communities, and I think that again a legacy of the Olympics would see greater integration and almost. Uh, this almost a, a, a not even thinking about that border and and starting to look at the the Gold Coast and the Tweed as as one specific region. So yeah, if look, so you know, in ten years or so, uh, I think the city would have greater public transport. It would have a really great CBD, and it would have better connections uh, to our northern northern neighbours. Yeah, and southern neighbours. So yeah. So what excites you about the future of the Gold Coast? Oh look, there's a, there's there's heaps and heaps of reasons for people, to, and and I think that you know the the proof's in the pudding. But I, my view of it would be is that the city the city is not hamstrung by the traditions of the past. It's not hamstrung by um, older thinking, and 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 as a as a relatively new developed city, uh, it's been able to do things its own way. And I think that that's always been the Gold Coast thing. Uh, it's certainly an entrepreneurial place. It's a place where people really do have a go. Uh, and I think because we don't have a lot of the formal institutions in the city that other that capital cities have uh, and that we the private sector is really important in the city and a lot of the leadership um, in conjunction with government, it is driven by the, the views and the thoughts of, of the private sector. And I think that that's, uh, that's really powerful. Uh, I think the other thing I think which is people I think post-COVID as well I think has really accelerated this is that the city's got a level of informality which but coupled with professionalism and I think that that there's a lot of places that are quite relaxed and but it's very rare that you have that level of informality coupled with absolute excellence and that's what you get on the Gold Coast you get people who are absolute uh, global leaders in in whatever they do uh but there's no there's no suits there's no ties uh it, there's there's that kind of relaxed attitude but always pushing for excellence and being aware that it's absolutely achievable on the gold coast
That's right. So, so yeah, these days, if you want to, if you want to put a rocket in space, you can. Uh, if you want to start a world class restaurant, you can do that. If you want to build, uh, you know, the, the country's best pleasure crafts, you can do that. If you want to be coding robots, it, it's all here. That there's that opportunity, uh, which certainly I think ten or fifteen years ago didn't exist, and I think that that will continue. That opportunity will absolutely continue to grow uh, as we go forward. And not, and not to mention the advances um, in growth in our med, in med tech industry as well. Absolutely. I mean, the project we did a few years ago looking at the biomedical sector on the Gold Coast, which highlighted uh, that outside the capital cities, the Gold Coast is, is, delivers more clinical trials than any other city in the country, mm-hmm. uh, probably headlined by the Institute of Glycomics uh, through Griffith University, who are focused on on building the billion-dollar drugs of the future, vaccines to malaria and, and all sorts of uh, other things. So, again, I think the biomedical sector will be something that uh, continues to grow on the Gold Coast and, again, has some of the absolute world leaders um, focused on med tech and, and those types of things as well. So that's a really exciting opportunity for the city. Well, it certainly is. Um, look, I'll leave it there, but thank you so much, Dan. It's been brilliant to talk to you um, and and really to hear we are full of advantages here. Our, our future and our future trends is very exciting. So... To wrap up, how can people connect with you? Yep, Estelle, it's awesome to chat. Um, if people want to connect, uh, we've got bettercitiesgroup.com website. We're on LinkedIn uh, and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, always happy to chat with people. Thanks for listening today. For a complete list of podcast episodes and transcripts, go to rdagoldcoast.org.au slash podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter.